Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to The Daily Fail, a weekly podcast about the world's worst daily paper. I'm culture critic Kristen Meinzer. And I'm journalist Maura Curry. In each episode of the show, we dive into three of the stories that caught our attention in the past week, from dangerously stupid weight loss stories to racist headlines about Meghan Markle. And no, we will never name the paper to which we are referring, but... We're guessing our listeners already know, aren't we? We're not being subtle. (laughs) Okay, Kristen, let's start off with our first story of the week. All right. Our first story has the headline, Why the Elderly Take the Blame If They Pile on the Pounds, Older Generations Are More Likely to Take Responsibility for Their Weight Than Younger Generations, Research Finds. Listeners can't see the face I'm making, but it's a face. It's a face that's being made. Oh, the face is going to get more facey soon. Just wait. Just wait till you hear what the article is about. So (laughs) the article explains that a study of almost 15,000 people was conducted by researchers in Israel, England, Saudi Arabia, and Australia. And those researchers found that there's a generational difference in how obesity is perceived Specifically, according to the study's findings, a blitz spirit, in quotes, and a sense of, quote, personal responsibility means elderly people who put on weight are more likely to think that losing weight is a matter of personal responsibility. Meanwhile, younger generations say that the environment and culture of fast food is partly to blame. And according to the article, this is, quote, wrong Mm. because young people shouldn't be absolving themselves of blame. It goes on to explain that boomers are better than everybody else because they're, quote, much more motivated to lose weight than younger people. But the article then contradicts itself by saying that only 12% of elderly people actually talk to their doctors about their obesity. And when they do, it takes an average of 12 years to broach the subject. Meanwhile, young people bring up the subject twice as often and do so twice as quickly as older people. But they're being really annoying about it, probably. (laughs) Oh, oh, you know what? They're not just being annoying. They're probably referring to things like TikTok and YouTube in those conversations, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because those come up in this article, too, as one of the reasons why young people have such screwed up ideas about obesity. And the article ends with a quote from somebody named Tam Fry from the National Obesity Forum saying, quote, millennials have begun to think weight loss is not their responsibility, and the idea continues to contribute to today's epidemic. Now, accompanying the article are the obligatory headless photos of fat people that Mm -hmm. always go with these kinds of stories. I am guessing none of these fat people consented to being photographed for this story. They were probably just trying to sit on a park bench and eat their lunch, but 
Of course, that wasn't something they were allowed to do. They are now in this article. I hope none of the headless people see this article. No, no, because that's evil and gross and immoral. And yes, you know, this this is pretty, pretty on par with what I would expect. Kristen, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. I I personally love the fact that it is glorifying boomers as oh, yeah. paragons of understanding accountability, which flies in the face of much of what we know about boomers, first of all. But then like <laughs> but then like also comes in hot with the actually young people are more accountable about this than boomers <laughs> and we have the data to back that up. But uh what what tops the list for you here? <laughs> well I feel that this particular publication loves to do exactly what you said, like, boomers are the best, mm -hmm. everybody else is a loser. They use the word millennial constantly as a put down. I don't think they know what that means. A lot of millennials <laughs> are actually like middle aged at this point. M millennials are 40. Yeah. So the idea of looking down at these dumb, reckless kids with their TikTok and their YouTube, and it's like, yeah, a lot of them are actually way older than you think they are. But, you know, this publication does like to make clear young people are stupid. Mm -hmm, and this mm -hmm. is just one more way of showing how stupid young people are. And then also just turning fat into some sort of character flaw. Mm -hmm. The fact is, if you're fat or not fat, it doesn't make you a better or worse person. It doesn't make you a more responsible person. Mm -hmm. If it did, then the stats that are in this article, which I didn't mention yet, the stats are that people who are boomers are more likely to be obese than younger mm -hmm. people. So mm -hmm. if anybody's being irresponsible or bad here, it's the boomers. But that is a neutral thing. And, right, anybody with a thinking brain or who has visited a doctor ever will understand that there are lots of reasons for fatness or overweightness, right? Some of those are within your personal control. Some of them, a lot of them, are not. Like, ah, spoken like a millennial more. I'll listen to aging you. Aging <laughs> can make you kind of fat. Like, I, I don't understand why there is this impetus to act like this youngest generation is super lazy and, you know, fat pride forward. When, in fact... We know, because it's present in social media anytime you open any social media at all, that this generation struggles with diet culture and body shaming as much as any culture that has been a part of the internet before us, right? It, it, it just is so oversimplistic to act as though they are the perfect foil for boomers in this way. It's lazy, right? It's lazy generational politicking. Yeah. And I think it's silly. Yeah. And it is just more of that shaming you're talking about, more shaming to the young people. All of you young people should be ashamed. You're pointing mm -hmm. out the fact that the environment or hyper-processed foods may play a role in your weight. How dare you? How dare you acknowledge systemic issues that may contribute to our health and or size? How dare you? How dare you acknowledge the larger cultural implications of how we live? Never mind the fact that boomers... <laughs> I I would like to make a joke about lead poisoning. I'm not going to because that's an awful thing to do. <laughs> However, uh, boomers should know as well as any other generation about systemic causes of dramatic 
health problems. Yes. Right? This is not new. Environmental hazards, cultural hazards to your health. Boomers mostly were smoking cigarettes, right, when they were young. It, it's like every generation has something that is a hazard to their health, right? Fast food and vaping are just the relatively recent iterations of being part of a society that likes to harm itself for fun. And I'm not moralizing that either, right? But it's it's just not that special. No. <laughs> like, we don't have to vilify Gen Z or, or millennials, question mark, for, for acting like this. No. No, you're totally wrong, Maura. We need to go back to the way boomers were raised. Right. We need to get rid of all yeah. seatbelts. We need to start smoking again while we drink a beer in our car. Bring the 12-year-olds to the bar. Yes, do all of that. Break open a thermometer and just play with that mercury because it's fun. Beat your wife. Yeah. Beat your wife. Do it. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the good old days. Oh, they did everything right back then. <sighs> I know, I know. I, I'm full of shame. Um, on that note, let's take a quick break. Yes, but when we're back, we'll have our second story of the week. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. We are back with our second story of the week, Mora. Tell us all about it. It is a doozy. Um, as we know, as listeners are almost certainly aware, pop icon, bad bitch extraordinaire Tina Turner passed away earlier this week at the age of 83. And this publication wrote the following. The headline is, A heart can be broken, ellipses, again and again, colon. As Tina Turner dies at 83, the name of this publication's female-oriented culture publication lifts the lid on her many personal tragedies, revealing how music icon endured stroke that left her unable to walk, an abusive marriage to Ike, and the deaths of two sons. This is, of course, about Tina Turner, and it's literally as predatory and in poor taste as you could possibly expect from the headline. I was shocked. I was personally shocked that you follow up the death of a cultural icon pretty quickly, like almost immediately, within hours, with a list of how this person struggled throughout their life. It is literally a laundry list of all of the terrible things that happened to Tina Turner. <laughs> And a salacious one at that. Yes, yes. Okay, so I, I pulled some quotes to share. First one, Tina's hardships began when she was just a child. She was abandoned by her mother, who she said, quote, never loved her, at age 10, followed by her father a few years after that. They also talk very salaciously about Tina and Ike's marriage, which was filled with, quote, manipulation tactics, ploys to gain control over her, and gruesome beatings, which resulted in her suffering from numerous broken bones and third-degree burns. Over the years, Tina was plagued with numerous health issues. She suffered a stroke. She had to relearn how to walk. 
Quote, and her physical woes did not end there. In 2016, she received the devastating news that she had intestinal cancer. She had a transplant, uh, and she revealed that she suffered from dizziness, forgetfulness, anxiety, and the, in- <laughs> quote, and the occasional bout of insane diarrhea, which I hope is a quote that she said, uh, because it's insane if not. It's also, you know, taken in some, right? This is a laundry list of the worst possible things that a woman could have to overcome and, and still kill it and be so successful. And it was published immediately after her death. It felt almost like they had it ready to go. And it, it really, earnestly, I, I'd like to think I couldn't be shocked. I was shocked that this was the approach that they took. This is the first thing to publish when somebody like Tina Turner dies. This yeah. is what they decided. They got together as a newsroom and said, this is what the world needs to see at this exact moment. A laundry list of all of the comically awful things. Like, just just excruciating. And so, you know, it's not the only article that they ran about Tina Turner, obviously. The, it, Tina Turner is now a trending keyword, right? So they have cranked out many articles since then. Um, and some are in, of course, more of a favorable light than this. But most are not. But most are not. No, no. Did you see all of the articles that were attached to this article, like, oh, you mm-hmm. for further reading, click on this and this and this and this. I jotted down some of the titles of those further readings if you want to hear them. Hit us with it. Yeah. Okay. So. Because I blacked out. Oh, God. Okay. So <laughs> here's the first article you should click on if you liked this article. Inside the Abusive Marriage of Ike and Tina Turner. The next one, she wasn't doing well. Oprah Winfrey reveals Tina Turner told her she was ready to go. Next one, Tina Turner looked frail and appeared to need assistance walking in her last public photos. Next article, Tina's living death with Ike Turner. Another one, icon Tina Turner shared ominous Instagram posts two months before her death. I had to click on all of these before I came to a single article that actually talked about her accomplishments, the amazing icon she was, how inspiring she was to so many generations of women. Wow. All of that was buried by these articles, one salacious article after another. Salacious and unflattering, right? I am not I am not generally an adherent to, you know, this idea that we should let the let the dead rest, right? That we should that dead people are beyond reproach, that they are beyond study or criticism or um, you know objective view, right? Mm-hmm. But the minute this woman dies to make her look like the victim of her own enormously successful, pretty pretty full life is insane. It's an insane take. And, and clearly it's a pattern. I hadn't quite registered that it was that bad. But, but what a disservice to this woman who is widely beloved, what a disservice to the people who love her, to, to make it seem like death was a good, like a relief for her and a relief for everybody else because we don't have to be subjected to Tina Turner's suffering. Yeah, it, it almost was like they rolled out all of the articles they would for somebody who was a villain or bad for the world. That's how it felt mm-hmm. to me. It's like, this isn't Pol Pot. This isn't Idi Amin. Right. This, this is right. Tina Turner. <laughs> you know, the mourning process is different for everybody, particularly about celebrities. It's often kind of complicated, right? For someone who did not have a pattern of negative influence 
on people who did not have a destructive life or a particularly problematic legacy, this is an awful, awful angle to take, right? Yeah. I am all for when someone like the Queen of England dies, talking through the legacy of the monarchy and, and the troubled colonial history, right? Like, that's fine. Tina Turner did not do that. Tina Turner had a difficult set of circumstances that she overcame repeatedly. Why make her look like the victim? Yeah, and she was an inspiration to so many people. I mean, I look to her as just, if nothing else, the idea that you can, in your 40s, decide to be something completely different if you want to. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. own your image. You can forge your own path. It's never too late to become what you are capable of being. And she showed that. And considering that over half of her public life was the Tina Turner who overcame those things, who did great Mm -hmm. things. And yet the focus of this is about the first 25% of her public life instead and Mm -hmm. her private life. It just, to me, it's such an odd choice, such a disrespectful choice. Why? Why? Like, Like, not to be morbid, but the body isn't even cold yet. Yeah, it, it it is. I'm sure that there's a market for this, right? We know that there is because this publication exists and does very well. But but what an unhinged editorial decision! I I, I hope they sleep well at night. Ugh. They probably do. Oh, I bet they do. Probably better than we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maura. While we lie here wide awake with our eyes open, we're going to take one more quick break. But before we do, we want to thank everyone who's been taking the time to rate and review us in their pod players. For example, Sarah says, this podcast is service journalism. They click on the most clickbaity headlines so I don't have to. The only drawback is that this podcast is weekly and I have to wait another seven days to get a new episode. Well, Sarah, it takes us about seven days to recover from clicking on those headlines. So (laughs) (laughs) we appreciate that you appreciate our sacrifice. When we're back, we'll have our third story of the week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everyone. We are back. And Kristen, what is our third and final story of the week? Oh, it's a doozy. I've been I've been eagerly awaiting this one. I've been seeing it, and I've been waiting for when you pick it. <laughs> oh, the headline is... Kate is the target of crude sexual insult in new Amazon spy drama starring Meghan Markle's friend Priyanka Chopra days after Disney's new Little Mermaid movie aimed a dig at Princess. So you have seen this headline 
Uh, mm-hmm. And you probably know what it's about already, Maura, but I'll tell the listeners. Yes, please please do, because I hope the listeners don't know about it. <laughs> the story opens by reminding readers that actress Priyanka Chopra is one of Meghan Markle's very best friends. It then goes on to explain that Priyanka's new Amazon miniseries, The Citadel, crudely insults Kate Middleton. Note, Priyanka Chopra is not a writer, producer, or director on this show, and she's not actually in the scene itself where this supposed insult takes place. Rather, her co-star, Richard Madden, playing a character named Mason Kane, asks a crime boss for help breaking into the armed forces chief's office. The crime boss replies, the chief of the armed forces, you might as well have asked me how to get between the legs of the Duchess of Cambridge. The article explains that this insult comes less than a week after Disney's new live-action Little Mermaid also took a swipe at Kate Middleton. Let's talk about this, because also when the Little Mermaid news broke, I noted, and I was like, I'm going to save this one for Kristen Mines. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) So the supposed swipe in The Little Mermaid is the scene in which Ariel and Prince Eric meet. He's trying to guess her name. He first says Diana, then he guesses Catherine. And Ariel, who is frustrated because she can't talk at this point, she's traded her voice for the chance to live on land for a while. She is frustrated and she is supposedly disgusted in her reaction. And according to this article, that is a clear dig at Kate Middleton because Diana, that's clearly Princess Diana. And Kate, that's obviously... Our Catherine. Yes, yes. Uh, The rest of the article is about how much Priyanka and Meghan like each other and about how Meghan was a monster for clarifying in her Oprah interview that she did not make Kate cry, as a certain tabloid reported, this tabloid. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) But it was the other way around. And how dare she make that clarification? What a monster Mm -hmm. Meghan was for making that clarification. Accompanying the article are, of course, photos of Meghan and Priyanka together on multiple occasions, Priyanka attending Meghan's wedding, uh, as well as photos of Kate, one of which makes her look very angry and offended. Mm -hmm. And then there is a still from the new Little Mermaid movie, as well as a still from Citadel. So, Maura, you said you you already (laughs) were aware of this article before our taping today. What were your initial thoughts on all this? Mm, So I have a lot of thoughts, (laughs) primarily about the Citadel development, because it's the more recent uh, headline here. The Little Mermaid one has been out, I think, for a couple of weeks on this tabloid. So let's address Citadel first. I think it is fascinating that Priyanka Chopra, who is allegedly like the inside Kate-hating man on this project is nowhere to be found in the scene, nor is she a writer, nor is she a producer, nor is she in any editorial position of power on the show at all. Uh, but obviously she's responsible for this one joke. Oh, I should point I, I should point out, though, that uh, her co-star in this scene has an earpiece in. Oh. And um, so her character could be talking to him. I mean, that's a consideration. It's a consideration. But I... she's not in the scene. She's... <laughs> I'm just bringing that up in fairness, but she's not in the scene at all. She's not technically in the scene. No. No. And, and and so, like, don't get me wrong. That joke is in poor taste. I do not think it's funny. I don't think it makes a ton of sense, frankly. However, to assume that it's a personal clear dig is a bit of a stretch. 
given that Priyanka probably doesn't have many feelings one way or the other about Kate. So there's that. The Little Mermaid one, I... This may be a spicy take, but I find it unlikely, frankly, that there wasn't some writer who thought they were being clever, right? Mm -hmm. Just because the names Diana and Catherine go together in the discourse, and I... But is that a dig at Kate? Whether it's a dig, also can't tell, right? I... (laughs) Little Mermaid is not exactly a piece of anti-colonialist literature, so (laughs) (laughs) it seems like a stretch for a Disney movie to take that uh, kind of creative risk, but who can say? I can't. Well, I can say this. A lot of scenes in the new live-action Little Mermaid are taken still for still from the animated film. And Mm -hmm. in the original animated film, I believe Prince Eric asks a few other old-fashioned names because the movie's supposed to be in a different time and place. And he says Mildred and something else. And she does make a disgusted face because she can't speak. And she's trying to relate to him how frustrated Mm -hmm. she is. And so Mm -hmm. let's say she does have a disgusted or frustrated face on at this moment. It would be matching still for still from the original Mm -hmm. animated feature. Is that Mm -hmm. making a dig at Kate Middleton? that those are the names they chose, maybe for a modern audience that knows princess names like Diana and Kate better than they know names like Mildred? Oh, you're so right. It didn't even occur to me that they're princess names. Of course they're princess names. (laughs) It's a princess moot. God, now I feel stupid. (laughs) Duh. Okay. Well, yeah, no, that changes everything. But also, why are we dragging Meghan Markle into this? Why is half the article about Meghan Markle? I know why. We all know why. (laughs) Listeners know why. We all know why. But half the article is about Meghan Markle, even though the anger here is supposedly about Kate being insulted. But why is Meghan Markle responsible for this? I mean, you know why. It's the same reason that anytime this publication talks about Prince Andrew, Meghan is thrown in. (laughs) Let's just say something about Meghan Markle while we talk about Prince Andrew being involved with international sex crimes. International pedophilia rings. Meghan now owns Disney and she now owns Amazon. And so she made all these decisions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, the public, had no idea. But Meghan Markle is so much more powerful than we realized. All the media. All the media is Meghan Markle. (laughs) (laughs) This organization seems to bend over backwards to make Kate the victim, particularly in the the context of Meghan Markle, right? Like, I don't think Kate spends much time thinking about Meghan at all. And I bet Meghan doesn't spend much time thinking about Kate at all, right? This, This is such a classic example of a tabloid creating a feud that I bet doesn't exist. They don't have to be friends. I'm not friends with every woman I've ever met. That's because you're such a typical woman, Maura. Oh, exactly. This is the way women are. I'm a bitch, so of course <laughs> I'm not. Um, but it, it, it is. This feels like a stretch, right? In such a way that it's like desperate to create this ongoing feud between these two women who don't have much to do with each other, right? Outside of being married to brothers mm-hmm. who also don't have much to do with each other, it it just is not that important. Yes. I. On that note. That is a (laughs) heavy sigh. That is our final story of the day, and thank goodness. Uh, That means it's time to wrap up this week's episode of The Daily Fail. 
Indeed. If you want more of us, though, you can always find us on Twitter. I'm at Kristen Meinzer. Maura is at Maura F. Curry. Until next week, I'm Maura Curry. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Rest in peace, Tina Turner. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.